Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. What you may have noticed if you've been following this podcast for a while is that I have been taking a journey into who I want to help the most. And season two of this podcast, How to Love Yourself No Matter What, is all about helping the people that I really, really feel drawn to help. So I'm so glad you're here and let's dig in. Today, I am starting season two of this podcast. So if you've been here for a while, you'll notice that I never used to have seasons and now I've decided to create a season. And there's a reason for that. The reason for that is because I am taking my business, the way that I help people, I'm taking it a new direction. Now, Regardless of whether or not you're in the realm of where I'm taking this, what I want you to know is that what I'm going to be sharing on this podcast will be very much the same. But I've been really thinking about the people whom I feel I really am drawn to serve. And I'm thinking about the people who I really believe need my help the most. And for me, I believe at this moment, it's people that have had the experience that I've had. So you may have listened to my podcast for a while, and you may have listened to episode number 82, What Being Diagnosed with Borderline Personality Taught Me. And I am really feeling so drawn to serve people that have been diagnosed with that. So Season two is dedicated to the people who have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, people that have been told they have BPD. And the reason why I have decided to dedicate this season to them is because it is a diagnosis that is so misunderstood. And it's a diagnosis that is frequently given incorrectly. Too many women are being diagnosed with this psychological illness, this personality disorder, and they don't actually have it. Because ultimately, the medical community really does not understand how our brain works any better now than they did 100 years ago. And that is actually the truth. They really don't know. But what I do know is I do know that there is a stigma when it comes to being diagnosed with a personality disorder. I know that that is true. And I know that I experienced such deep shame when I received that diagnosis. And so I have really searched my heart and my soul and really listened to my spirit and the spirit of my business to see where I wanted to take it. And this is really where I want it to go. So what I want you to know is if you're new here and you have borderline personality disorder, 
you're in the right place. And if you don't have person personality disorder, if you don't have borderline personality disorder, if you don't have BPD, you still belong here. Okay. So what I think can be impactful is talking about the difference of my life now compared to the way that my life was back then so that I can show the transformation that's possible for you. I think that very often we look at people in this world, we look around us and looked at, look at the people that we're surrounded by. We scroll Instagram, we listen to people's podcasts, we watch TV, we go on Facebook, we go out for dinner and see other families and see what other people are doing. And we believe that somehow they've figured out something that we haven't figured out. And maybe it's because they appear to have more money than us, or maybe it's because they appear to have more happiness than us, or they seem to have a better time with their families than we do, or they seem to enjoy their job more than we do. That's how we kind of look at the world. And then oftentimes what we'll feel when we think that is we will feel jealousy. We will feel jealous that they have that happiness, that they have that money, that they have those kids who love them, that they have that relationship and will feel jealous. I am not immune to this. We all feel it. Jealousy is such a common, normal human emotion. We all experience jealousy. And it's actually something we're supposed to feel, believe it or not. But what's really impactful about thinking about jealousy, in my opinion, is that jealousy is giving us some information. And what it's telling us is that we are thinking that what is available for somebody else, what somebody else is experiencing when we feel jealousy, it means that we don't think that we can have it. That's what creates the jealousy, not them having it, but instead our inability to have it. And that is really the thought that creates that feeling for us. And I think back to when I was diagnosed with borderline and I think back to how I was looking at the world and how I was experiencing the world And I know for a fact that I was looking around going, I don't understand how everybody else has this figured out. And I just feel like a mess. Like I have all these negative emotions. I have all these negative feelings. I feel terrible a lot of the time. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel happy. I don't feel happy for other people. There must be something wrong with me. And that is how I experienced my life. And that's how I experienced my life kind of all the time. It was always just this almost feeling of I'm swimming and I'm I'm trying to tread water, but I can't keep my face above the water. Like I'm sucking in so much water all of the time. And every time I'd look up, I'd see all these people standing on the edge of the pool. And I'm like, why am I in the pool? And why does nobody give a shit that I'm drowning? That's really how I experienced my life. And now I look at my life. And from a circumstantial standpoint, there's so many things that are right about my life. I'm happily married and I will have been married for 20 years this November. 
I have two beautiful children who are 13 or 13. I don't have a 13 year old (laughs) who are 15 and 11, almost 12. And they are well-rounded, beautiful boys who are amazing. I live in a magical house tucked up on the mountains in my dream. It's my dream home in many ways. I see wildlife in my backyard every single day. I can pop out onto a path anytime I want. I'm an hour and a half away from our lake property where I can go water skiing and boating and paddle boarding to my heart's content. Circumstantially, my life is amazing. But the thing that's so crazy to me when I think about it is When I think back to that time when I was diagnosed with BPD, my life was also in many ways, circumstantially amazing. I had a baby. I had a preschooler. I had a beautiful home. Both of my parents at that point were still alive. I had a warm and loving family. I was safe. Life was good. There was really nothing to complain about except there was everything to complain about because how I was experiencing my life was so fucking painful and it was impossible for me to live within it. And when I say that, what I mean is it was impossible for me to live in my own brain and live through it. Everything that happened to me, I experienced at a level of 10 out of 10. Every emotion was a 10. So if I was upset, it was a 10. If I was frustrated, it was a 10. If I was irritated, it was a 10. And I had no idea how to handle or walk through that or do anything good for myself in that moment. It was just so hard. And I thought that I must be doing something wrong because it was hard. Because it didn't seem to me that the people around me seemed to be experiencing the same kind of hard. So maybe you can relate. So what I've really noticed, what's different about me now compared to me then? Because I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to know. And I would say there's a few really big differences. Difference number one, and I think one of the most important things that anybody can ever learn in their entire life is that It's actually normal to feel negative feelings. It's actually normal. You're actually supposed to feel jealous. You're actually supposed to feel rage. You're supposed to feel pissed off. You're supposed to feel anxious. You're supposed to feel depressed. You are actually supposed to feel those emotions. In fact, you should be feeling negative emotion 50% of the time. When I started understanding that concept, when the first time it was even said to me, it was such a relief. It was such a relief to know that I wasn't abnormal to feel negative sometimes, that there wasn't something inherently wrong with me and my personality so much as that's the human experience and everybody has it exactly the same way, no matter who you are, no matter who you talk to, no matter where their life's at, no matter how much money they make, no matter how happy their family looks on the outside there is still half the time, there is still negative emotion. It was such a gift to learn that. So even just having the awareness that I'm supposed to feel negative emotion and nothing has actually gone wrong is one of the biggest things 
that has changed within me. Anytime I feel negative emotion now, what I know for sure is it isn't going to last forever. What I know for sure is that I have tools and resources to be able to help me with that. I have access to coaching if I need help with that. And I also know that I am experiencing an emotion and emotions are experienced in my body and not in my brain. And that is amazing because that means I don't have to think it through and think about it a hundred times and think about it 50 different ways. I can just drop into my body and I can feel the emotion. So that's one thing that's different. The next thing that's different is me finally realizing that I could not control other people. And that's a big deal for me, (laughs) just so you know, because I grew up in a family where manipulating other people was something that you just did. It happened all the time. And I'm sure yours does too, because as a society, we're kind of taught to believe that we should teach other people how to treat us and that the way that we do that is by somehow manipulating their behavior by manipulating our behavior so that they show up differently. But what I've really, really learned is not only I cannot control other people, but I've also learned that my self-validation has to come from me. Nobody else has the job of validating me. It is my job to validate me and I know how to do it. And that is a huge, huge thing not to be discounted because so many of us go through life expecting the world to validate us. We want the world to say that we're beautiful. We want the world to say that we're acceptable. We want the world to say that we're a good friend. We want the world to say that we're good enough. We want the world to say that we're lovable. But the world is never going to give that to you. And it was such a gift when I learned I don't have to ask the world to give that to me because that's impossible. And it's the reason why I feel so invalidated 99% of the time is because I keep wanting somebody else to do that for me. So learning how to do that for myself has been a game changer. And anytime I notice myself looking for validation, I get to notice it and I get to tell myself, hey, Amanda, listen. You need to validate you here. Where are you farming out your self-worth? That's never going to work for you. (laughs) But what's also great about that, in all honesty, is instead of feeling like a victim of the people around me and what they do and what they don't do, I become so empowered because my validation is internal. My lovability is internal. Everything that matters comes from me first. So that has been so impactful and improved not only my relationship with myself, but my relationship with my partner, my relationship with my family, my relationship with my friends, my relationship with my children. It's night and day. It's changed so much. You know, people that are diagnosed with borderline, border, I got to speak today, people that are diagnosed with borderline or BPD, are characterized by having emotional instability. They're characterized by being manipulative. And I think that it's really important 
and impactful to know that that's not because there's something wrong with your personality. I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. Instead, I think that what's wrong is that we've been fed a message that our self-worth is supposed to come from other people. And it isn't ever going to come from there, and it shouldn't. And the third thing that I've really learned and changed, and that's really different about me, is I've learned to live in the nuance. So when you're diagnosed with BPD, you get introduced to this concept called splitting, where it's black and white thinking, it's all good, or it's all bad. What I think is fascinating, 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 is that now I have been coaching for a few years. I've coached hundreds of people. And guess what? We all have black and white thinking. (laughs) Just letting you know that. We all have black and white thinking. We do. Every single person that I've ever talked to has black and white thinking. That's the way that our brains are designed to work. They are designed to make quick decisions. And the easiest way to make a quick decision is to have black and white thinking. But we actually don't want to be making decisions too quickly from that place. So what I've really learned is there's lots of shades of gray, lots, so many, and there's so much nuance. So I have learned how to find the nuance in every situation. I have learned how to tap into curiosity about me, about why I do what I do, about what I need and what I don't need, about what I, you know, maybe need to create for myself. I have been able to tap into curiosity about other people. Why are they showing up that way? Why do you think they said that? It's possible it didn't have anything to do with me. The nuance has been life-changing. So then when I look at all of that, I think the final thing that I've learned that's different about me from when I was or who I was back then is that I really and truly know how to create hope for myself. I know how to create hope. I know how to look at my life and be hopeful and create new results just because I want them. And from this like very grounded and secure and happy place. And I know that when I come back to me and I sink back into me and I really know and trust and love myself, that that is what gives me hope. So that is really the final thing is my ability to love myself through any situation. Now, what that doesn't mean is that I'm always thinking loving thoughts about myself. I don't. I really don't. I don't think anybody does. But I have the ability to go back there. I have such amazing tools to be able to bring myself back around to that place. So that is the difference between the Amanda back then and the Amanda right now that's in front of you in your ears at this moment. So what I want to know is, do you want that kind of transformation? Do you want that for you? And if you do, what I want you to know is you can have it. You can 100% have it. 
there's no reason why you can't. I don't care who you are listening right now. There is no reason why you can't have that. But in order to do it, you're going to learn, you're going to need to learn some new things. But what I'll tell you is you don't need to be a different person. You don't need to be different. You don't need to be afraid of who you're going to lose when you do that. You're not going to lose anyone. Instead, what you're going to do is you're going to find yourself again. And you're going to find yourself in a way that you love and approve and accept of yourself. And when you do that, all the rest can fall into place. All the rest I can teach you how to do. I can teach you how to do that. You 100% can do that. So if that's something you want, I want you to go to amandahess.ca slash book a call. And you're going to book a call with me. And we're going to talk about you. And we're going to talk about your life. And we're going to talk about what we're going to put together for you, how we're going to bring these skills to your life, what the impact of that would be for you. This is such a great opportunity to explore what could be different. And I just know in my soul that if you want it, you can have it. Okay, my friend, that's all I got for you today. I hope you have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.